This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday, relatable, and usable advice. And a quick disclaimer, this show, process, or service by trademark, trademark manufacturer, otherwise does not necessarily constitute an implied endorsement of anyone that I employed by or favors them in representation. The views are expressed here in my show are my own expressed and do not necessarily state or reflect those of any employer. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Tim's Day in the Obvious. In this episode, we're going to be talking about trends when it comes to trust uh, from an employee perspective about leadership and management in the U.S. workforce. Uh, for when it comes to the trends uh, that we're seeing in the U.S. workforce. So this is based on the perceptions of workers that they have about their leadership. According to Gallup, employee perceptions of leadership matter when it comes to trust, compassion, stability, and hope. These are the four most important traits that followers, including employees, need leaders to exhibit. When leaders fulfill the needs of employees in the workplace, it increases their sense of involvement, resulting in increased employee engagement and improved job performance, along with business outcomes. So, for example, employees who strongly agree that they trust their leadership of their organization they are four times as likely to be engaged in the workforce. So let's take a look at a couple of key areas and then let's expand upon it. So one question asked of employees is, do leaders inspire enthusiasm about the future? 19% stated that they agree with this statement. And I thought to myself, what a bleak future for these people. 80% think leaders are not enthusiastic about the future. And that really resonated with me. Uh, There's a lot going on, but we can still be enthusiastic and excited about the future. You know, and going hand in hand with this is that people feel that their leadership does not exactly actively support their team's members during change. And so roughly 30% feel that they are on teams where their leadership and management support them during times of change. And if you haven't noticed over the last couple of years, we're going through constant change after change after change and a flux. And, you know, there's there, you know, we had the pandemic, we were coming in, in, you know, coming out of it. And now we're going into some type of um, uh, recession. And then we have all these different markets that have different things. And there's tons of change. And only 70%, 70% are saying that they feel that their leadership does not actively support their team members during change. And and that blows my mind. And sadly, this is the same for how people feel that when they talk to their leaders and managers, that they're having meaningful conversations with their leadership. 22% of employees feel that they are getting what they need from their leaders. And 22% of of these people are saying that they also get timely feedback from their leadership. And I would probably say they're probably the same 22%. They're saying that they're getting the right uh, feedback from their leadership, that they're also the 22% that are saying uh, that they're getting what they need and they're having meaningful conversations. So I promise you that this is not a doom and gloom podcast. So I'm, I'm bringing these statistics up because they highlight a problem that we as leaders have, and we have to own this problem and fix it. So I don't know about you, But given everything that there is out there in the world right now, there is some really depressing stuff. 
you know, we got wars going on, we got financial collapse, we got banks having issues, we got job market uncertainty. You know, th- these are the things that will bring about pessimism. You know, especially with the with the news the way it is now, like everything is falling apart, everything is not okay, things are not good. You know, every every time you hear something, it's so negative. However, I would argue the opposite is true. In these times, there are great opportunities to be had and great gains to be made during these hard times that are about to hit us. And many of us don't even know to what extent it's going to hit us, but that's where we have the greatest opportunities uh, for the most success. So as leaders, it's our job to inspire hope and optimism on our teams and show our team that there is this vision that is bright and you know prosperous for us. You know, and, and if you want to find the cracks and the ugly in anything, you're going to find it. So you can go to any museum, look at all these great sculptures, and you can look at all these great artists, and you can take a look around and you go, oh, you know what? This picture is really good, but you know, it's got a crack on it. It's got a smudge here. The artist screwed up here. If you want to find something negative, you're going to find it. You know, you can you can buy a brand new car, brand new car, two miles on it, right off the lot. And if you want to find a superficial scratch, you're going to find it. But if you also want to find a great paint job and man, I got a really nice car, you will also find that. You know, even diamonds have flaws in them if you look at them close enough. In fact, they're rated on how many flaws uh, they have. So even the most precious gem in the world even have flaws if you look close enough at them. But if you want to find the beauty and the joy and the goodness and the happiness in the workplace and in the world, you can find that too. You just got to look for it. You got to shift your perspective and take off this distorted and tainted glasses that others have put on us. You know, and it's the leader's job to take the taint and the distorted glasses off of their team members and show them the vision of the future that is there. And it's exciting. And it's, you know, got aspirations and there's tons of gain to be had. And there's tons of things that is positive that is going to be coming out in the next couple of years. You know, I tell my wife all the time that I'm super excited about our future once I retire from my day job in a couple of years. Even with everything going on in the financial systems and the economy, not because there aren't issues and there's friction points, but because despite all of that, the future is going to be outstanding because we're going to make it that way. You know, so as leaders, it is our job to do this for our people in the workplace. You know, the more we paint that our organizations and our jobs and our company are going to be okay and everything is going to work out and everything's going to be fine. In fact, it's going to be more than fine. We're going to have success in all of these areas. And you tell people that and you show them that and you show them where we're going to achieve success and how we're going to come out on the top on the backside of this. And yes, it's going to be really difficult to go through the hard times and a recession and everything that's going to hit. But that's when we need to look for all of the opportunities to overcome these challenges. So that way we can come out better postured than our competitor. And that's what we need to do as leaders. We don't need to to instill this doom and gloom mentality that's being reported, you know, around the United States mainly. Uh, and, and, and the Gallup poll that I use also has indicators around the globe. But in the U.S., we're not doing so good on the optimism piece, you know, when it comes to this. And and even when it comes to people saying that 70% of the people feel 
that their leadership do, does not support them during times of change. I mean, we're constantly in a, a state of change. Our job as leaders is to look forward, forecast, see the friction points, see the issues, and mitigate them for the people so that way they have all the tools necessary to be successful. How do we, how do we call ourselves leaders? And we, we come up with this thing and this mentality of where we say, just do, do more with less, and I'm not going to support you through it. And that that perception exists from the employees that the management doesn't care and the leadership doesn't care. And you need to create that environment that is supportive of your entire team and your team members so that they can feel supported to do the best job that they can with what they have. And this goes into having meaningful conversations with people. We can't just talk about the superficial stuff. We can't talk about, you know, the basketball tournament that's currently going on or who won the Stanley Cup or, you know, even though it was the Hurricanes from North Carolina. Um, you know, we, we can't we got to get past the, oh, you know, the the Braves are playing or the Yankees are playing. Get past the weather. Oh, you know, the weather's really, really good this weekend. What are we going to do? You know, or hey, it's snowing outside. How about we get to the to the real meat and potatoes of the conversations? We ask people, hey, how you doing? How's your family doing? Hey, how are your kids? How are your kids doing in school? Hey, how is this thing that you're working on? Hey, I know that you were um, interested in going back to school. Did you go back to school? Did you start college? Did you start that certification program? Hey, how is that going? Hey, if you need any help with that, let me know. You know, I used to do something like that. You know, just just simple conversations that go into who that person is and go in depth and talk about it. It's got to be more meaningful. There's got to be more in the workplace other than the superficial. How was your drive, Bob? My drive was really, really good, Jim. Get, get past that. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. And then lastly, if you are a leader and you require to give somebody feedback, give them feedback. There is nothing worse than the feeling of somebody who thinks that they're doing the best job that they can to come to the end of a rating period or an evaluation period or whatever period it is that they're, they're trying to get feedback and you tell them, yeah, you just didn't cut it. I appreciate you working really, really hard, but you just didn't cut it. And that person is stunned because they don't understand why they didn't cut it because you didn't take the time as a leader to explain to them what they're doing wrong. You didn't take the time to explain to them how they were falling short and you owe it to them. You owe it to people to have a meaningful conversation and to explain to people where they are in their current performance of their duties. And then when you, when you do give them the feedback and it's timely feedback, you need to ask them, what do you need from me? Because you're falling short either because I'm not resourcing you or maybe you don't understand what I'm asking you to do. Maybe I am not communicating to you the way you need to receive it so that way you can do what you need to do. And I've talked about this before in, uh, in different episodes when it comes to feedback, but it's crucially important because when it comes to building trust in an organization and when it comes to employee perceptions, we need to make sure that one, we are people oriented and we have people who we can look at and we can trust and we know they're going to do the best job that we can. 
that they can. And they know that no matter what, we're going to have their back, that we are going to work with them hand in hand to make sure we can get through the turbulent times. We can get through the changes that are coming and that we can give them the support that they need, whether it be encouragement or resources or just listening to them vent about the frustrations that they're going through, that you're there to support them. We got to get past this 30% who feel that they're being supported. And we need to get it more like 80% of the people feel that they're supported during times of change. We got to get past the, you know, the 78% of the people who don't feel like they're getting meaningful conversations from people. And we need to reverse that to 80% of the people feel that they are getting meaningful conversation in the workplace with their leadership and that they trust that their leadership has their back and that they know that their leadership is going to give them timely feedback so they can adequately adjust where they need to adjust to do the best job that they can so that way they can ultimately have better job satisfaction because better job satisfaction in an employee increases their productivity, it increases employee engagement, And it increases overall customer satisfaction because the interaction between the employee and the end customer is going to be better because the guy's motivated or the girl's motivated. They're happy to be at work. You know, how do we create these environments where people want to be at work, where people are like, you know what? I know I may be sick, but I don't want to miss out on work. I'm showing up to work. I don't want to miss out on my team. I don't want to let my team down. I'm a part of that team. And that team cares about me and I care about them. We got to get to to these locations where we care more about people and we invest into people so that way they can have better job satisfaction so that way they can have better employee engagement. I know it may sound weird and may sound hokey and it's kind of touchy feely, but it's, it's not, it's, it's true. It is what it is. And you know, as leaders, we need to own it. We need to know and own the fact that we're struggling heavily with employee engagement. We're struggling with providing people the necessary tools and resources that they need so that they can be successful in the things that they're trying to do. So, so we need to get to that. So I would offer up that if you feel like you want, you work in these environments and that's what you're experiencing. If you can turn that around, the best way you can do that is to be the example. Even if you're a first line supervisor or you are district manager. You can turn that narrative around and you can steer that ship around and you can be the one who does it regardless of whether your leadership does it for you. You can do it for your people. So I would encourage you, take a look, evaluate, make the changes, move forward. So as always, thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode and I really hope you enjoyed it. Before we go, I would like to ask a favor of you if I could. If you could please share this episode with one or two other people who you think might like this topic. If you haven't followed or subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to, please hit that button and then the alert icon so you know when we post another episode. If you got some value out of this episode, please leave a review or comment so we can spread the show to people who might not see the show on on their feed yet but are very interested. And those comments and those reviews help. So thank you so much. Again, thank you for stopping by. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.